to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? Hey, David. Four, four days after the end, well, I guess three for us, but by the time people listen to this, four days. Four days after the end of the Heat season, we're going to dive deep into the Heat's offseason already. Yeah, it's uh, we have no idea when the offseason, I guess uh, the offseason has started. We have no idea when free agency technically will start. Yeah. Um, I guess the thought is probably, I mean, if the draft is mid-November, right? Like mid-late November. Um, yeah, November 18th. So I think the thought would probably be free agency around December, but we really have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually, and this is not a usual season, off-season, but usually the free agency starts about a week after the draft. Yeah. So that timeline would put it to like around Thanksgiving. But I, I could I could see free agency being pushed back to like the start of December or something like that. But yeah. it's gonna probably be late November, early December. I would I would think for for free agency, yeah. which is so strange when you think about it. Yeah, very weird. Um, before we dive into free agency, any like final thoughts on the Heat season? You didn't get out any uh, any final thoughts on those last couple of games? No, I mean you know, they, I think looking at it like I know the Heat's guys were hurt and they didn't have Goran and Bam, but the Lakers were a lot better to me in that series like the heat had to work so hard to get those two wins jimmy Butler had to basically play the two two best games of his life um and they earned those two wins for sure and if the, the series would have been closer if they had a healthy guard and a healthy band but i think you know the lakers really obviously they deserve that championship they they were the best team in that series yeah i mean they were ultimately still the underdog i, I do think there's always going to be that what if though of yeah. course. and i don't know if like nationally people will think of that as like a what if series um, but I think in Miami, from the Heat diehards, I will always be a, a what if, uh, especially when you remember how well that first game started off. Um, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know if I said, I might have said like the, Heat, the Lakers were a lot better. I, I'm not saying they're a lot better than the Heat. They were better. Series with the Heat injuries, I think they were. A yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's what I mean by that. All right, we can go a lot of different directions on off-season stuff. Um, I guess there's kind of like two or three big topics that, that I, I would say directly affect this offseason. Like we, we're obviously going to touch a little bit on like how they set up to maybe get Giannis in, in 2021, I guess. The second offseason potentially of 2021, depending when this all starts. <laughs> the, the years, it's tough to, to list it by I, years now. but I can't, I can't say the summer of 2021 anymore. Right. I, I'm, that when, I, when I'm writing, I'm like, put the summer of 2021 because it might be the winter of 2021 or something yeah so there's like obviously that there's the the, we'll like kind of dot the the edges of our conversation today i don't think we're going to specifically talk about like how they get Giannis. we've done that we're going to do that um so i think there's a couple big topics are uh one the heat's free agents and i'd say most notably goron and jay crowder what do they do with those two guys can they keep that that's basically the core. You know, there's other guys who are free agents who who played important roles. Myers Leonard probably, I guess, would be the next most notable guy, but obviously was was out of the rotation for the postseason. Um, there's the question of the Bam extension that can get signed whenever this free agency kicks off. Um, do they do something now? Do they wait? Do they get, that that I guess ties most directly into the Giannis question. Um, and then I guess just the last one out there is: Do they make a move? Right, that's always going to be out there. Do they? make a trade for Victor Oladipo or I guess Beal. They can trade for Beal now, right? That was the thing they couldn't do all of last yeah. year. He will be available. So there's a couple of guys that are on the edges. Where do you want to start? Well, I guess I think that the question that's 
being asked the most right now and that's most applicable to what you know this team right now not the you know not the Giannis question right. that's whatever a year and a half down the road but I think the question I made the most on Twitter is can they bring this roster back right like pretty much not entirely but the, the core can they bring the core back and they can they, they can and they can do it uh, without sacrificing the 2021 uh, cap space uh, it's just gonna take sacrifice from players I mean it, right. it's that simple like they're gonna have the money to bring guys back that's not gonna be a problem like you know I, I wrote something today kind of going through the numbers and you know we don't know the salary cap yet right. like you mentioned David we, we that's still to be set but I think you know the expectation right now it'll be around what it was this year is basically gonna stay flat so that's like 109 million dollars the cap mm-hmm. um, the heat you know assuming Kelly Olenek opts in which I think is the expectation right uh, to twelve, there's twelve point two million dollar player option, um, and the Heat, assuming that he keep the player they draft uh, next month, they'll have about eighty six million dollars invested in ten players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you add the two cap holds, that's another two million. Uh, so like it brings you to eighty eight million. That gives you twenty one million dollars in cap space that the Heat have to spend. Um, but I know it's kind of getting confusing. But since they have the bird rights to those free, they have the Heat have has the bird rights to every. Uh, Frage on its roster, pretty much the six: Jay, Goran, Myers, Solomon, Udonis, and Derek Jones Jr. So they can go over the cap to sign them. So the big question really is: um, since they can go over the cap, how much space do they have before they get to the luxury tax line? So I think the goal will be obviously stable of the luxury tax. That gives them forty-six million dollars. So they have basically have forty-six million dollars to bring back their free agents, which um, you know they. If it's Jay and Goron are the top two priorities, they can get that done with that money, obviously. Yeah, easily. Um, as long as those guys are willing to go on short-term deals, basically. That's the that's the question, and then you know that's the question. Like, do, will Goron take a one-year, eighteen million dollar deal? Um, will Jay take a one-year, ten million dollar deal, or twelve? You know, just as a hypothetical, um, they have the money to do it. It's a matter of uh, will those guys get offers from other teams for for multi-year, you know, multi-year contracts. Um, and will they want? Will they choose maybe a little more money to stay with the Heat as a short-term deal, or will they want this long-term security? So that's gonna, you know, those are the big questions. But the Heat definitely have the money. It's just like you said, the question will be, do they want the years, or will a few extra million dollars um, kind of make up for that? And will they, you know, resign with the Heat? Yeah, and I think both of them kind of have like a. a it's not an easy decision for either of them. It's a case for and a case, I think, against. Each guy's situation is a little bit different. For Goron, I would say um, you know, he clearly wants to stay in Miami, right? Like he, at this point, is basically a Heat lifer. Um, he and the Heat obviously want to bring him back, um, but he is 34. If he thinks this is the last chance to get like a four-year deal from someone, and the Heat aren't willing to go go for that then, you know, that's obviously becomes a tough decision for him. Um, Jay is probably a little bit different. You know, he's new new to Miami. We don't know quite how strongly he feels about the idea of coming back. Um, he's a little bit younger, though, so I guess theoretically he could sign, um, you know, one-year deal, have a really good year in Miami um, where he's carved out a really nice role. And uh, especially with the cap situation, like you're saying, potentially a flat salary cap, where guys are not going to be making as much money this offseason as probably the following offseason. Um, it's going to make sense for certain types of guys to potentially just take one-year deal. 
Um, and if Jay, you know, Jay could easily do the, the bet on himself kind of thing and bet on the Heat to continue getting the most out of him. Um, so both guys are it's in. It's not an easy decision. I, I don't necessarily think for either of those guys, unless Goran just decides like, yeah, I'm coming back to Miami no matter what. I'm going to keep making it work on one year deals for the rest of my career. Um, yeah, and and, the, and if it is one year around twenty million, like that's pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty generous one year sum yeah, for him. That's a pretty good amount of money for Goran, obviously, and, and then they'll have they'll they'll still have his bird rights the following season, and they right. could offer him. Might not be twenty million, but they can give him exception money of like ten million or right. or something like that, where they could keep you know keep stringing him along till till the end of his career. Yeah, um, and like I don't know what I don't know what he would fetch on like a four year deal from like yeah. some other like it would be more than twenty obviously, but the average annual value would, would certainly be lower if he signs yeah. a long term contract. I mean, it's just a guess, but you can think maybe around like ten million a year, you know, yeah. maybe four years, forty million, or three years, thirty million. So you just ask the question like if I make 20 million this year and maybe I get 10 million the following year to stay with the heat. That's 30 million in two years. Right. Um, so that might be better in the long run to stay. So it's, it's just about, you know, but then he's risking injury. If he gets yeah. another, you know, serious knee injury, then he might not get that contract. So it's a risk. And those guys will have a tough decision to make. But, um, there's one point I wanted to make about Jay Crowder. He made set, he made 7.8 million this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if the heat offer him 10, around 10 million that's still a raise from yeah. his previous contract and like you said like this offseason is not going to be as lucrative as maybe some guys once thought because the cap space teams thought they were going to have um it's not going to be there most likely because the cap is not going to go up like they thought so um it, it that might help the heat's situation and and their their pitch to these guys right um but yeah we'll see and, and the other thing is the heat also have a $9.3 million exception that that, you know, they could use on an outside free agent. So they could right. use the per rights of these guys to, you know, if Udonis wants to come back, he'll be back, obviously. Myers, you know, that'll be another conversation. You know, Solomon, now, Derek Jones Jr. The, the Derek Jones Jr. case is interesting because, you know, he did have a role on this team for a good part of the season, yeah. but he kind of fell out of rotation in the playoffs. He's young. Yeah, um, very he's gonna young. Want a, he's going to want a multi-year deal. He hasn't gotten this contract yet. So I I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna unfold for him because I do think he's probably gonna want more than one year at this point of his career. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the tricky. He's a guy who I I think in like January February when he was like kind of uh, you know he was starting a lot and I think I want to say like December January was probably like some of the best he was playing and then obviously he goes and wins a dunk contest. You know, we were talking about him as like a guy that the Heat just probably were gonna have no shot at being able to keep because he seemed like a guy that. Yeah. Someone was going to take a flyer on, on you know, not a huge contract, but a multi-year deal, basically pay him, um, you know, potentially starter money or, or you know, real role player money. Um, now, again, like you're saying, with the coronavirus and the, the cap uncertainty, does he want to take that big swing this offseason? Does he want to get his first big contract this offseason? Probably, because he has, like you said, he hasn't gotten one. He was an undrafted guy who spent a lot of time in the G League. Um but you know he's his contract is probably going to be quite a, a few million less per year um, than he was expecting. Yeah, it, but the ago. risk the the risk there too is him falling out of rotation in, or whatever. It, like it, there's there's a exactly. lot there with him. Yeah, exactly. If he goes out, if he spends another year pretty much out of rotation because Jay resigned and Goran resigned and they stay healthy and Andre's you know obviously still on the roster, 
um, then how how much of an impact is that yeah. going to have on his uh, you know on his on his on his free agent stock? Right. So he might just want to get a bite of the apple right now, even yeah. though it's not the best time. Um, it might be the best time for him. So yeah, yeah those, those. I mean, I think Jay and Goran obviously are the top two priorities just based on how the season ended. Um, and then from there, I'm sure that he will have an individual conversation with each guy. Um, but I would think they'll, they'll really try to bring Jay and Goran back. And then the, the, the good thing is you, you do have enough money, even if you give those guys like $30 million combined, you still have about like $15, $16 million um, before you get to luxury tax. So you can use that full you know, 9.3 mid-level exception to sign an outside free agent like you know Marcus Morris, for instance. Or, right. or another, I mean, the free agent class isn't great this year, but there's some guys that can help this team depth-wise. Um, you know, defensively, you're just with size on this team. You know, a lot, a lot of people think this team needs more size and more rebounding. Um, there's guys out there that they can use that exception. Millsap's a name that hasn't brought up a lot. Um, you know, that, that he could certainly help with depth off the bench. Mm-hmm. So they, that exception will be useful. So they, they'll be able to bring, I think, the core of this team back if those guys are okay taking a one, one-year deal. And that's a big if. Um, and then they'll probably be able to improve it as well, just by with that exception of adding another guy uh, that wasn't on this team last season. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Myers? He's, I guess, the third after those three guys we talked about. He's the next guy who um, is out there that you could see a conversation of should we bring him back? Um, I'm, I'm sure they'd like like to bring him back. Up, yeah. But he's another guy who's still pretty young and could probably get a more guaranteed role elsewhere and uh potentially more money elsewhere a long-term deal elsewhere at least yeah like i know myers really liked it in miami it was a really good fit for him and for the organization like he was obviously everyone knows how much of a Uh positive presence he was in the locker room and he played well you know when he was playing before the injury and then he kind of followed the rotation obviously um so i i'm sure that he would like to bring him back but you know how much money are they willing to offer him? That's the question. You know, like, will will he take a one year um, deal made for the biannual exception, mm-hmm. uh, which is no more than five million dollars? I don't have that top of my head, but it's something. You yeah. know, around five million around there. Um, will, will he will he take that? I don't know. I mean, that's a question for Myers, and that's a question of how, what other offers is he gonna get. So I think a lot of it will be based on what the what market is. Yeah. yeah, what's the market for Myers Leonard, and then he'll make the decision from there. But he did like it here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's back, to be honest with you, just because yeah. it does, it just did seem like a really good fit um, for him and for the team. Yeah. Well, we'll dive into, like, potential free agent targets, I think, at the end. Um, but, yeah, that's – if Myers – you talked about adding more size. And if Myers leaves, it does kind of open you up to get um, – you know, you've already got kind of Kelly as your, your stretch five. It, it opens you up to find a different sort of big man, like you were hinting at with, with Millsap or, or a guy like that. Um, yeah. By the way, the bi- the biannual exception I was looking at because I wanted to get the number. It's three point six months, so it's less than I than I thought. So that that might that's probably obviously I think too little for Myers. Yeah. Um, so they, you know it's gonna you know they'll have some they can go over the cap to sign them. They'll, they'll probably have some room. But again, it's yeah. how much, how far are they willing to go and what are his outside offers. One other thing before I move on to the next topic that some people have been bringing up as well. You know. The plan has always been 2021, at least for the past few years. Like they've made every move pretty right. much with that in the background, like making sure it doesn't eat into 2021 cap space. And a lot of people have said, "Well, they made it to the finals this year. Like, mm-hmm. does this speed up the clock?" 
Um, does, do they have to still worry about 2021? Shouldn't they just play for now? I mean, Jimmy's 31. He's playing like a superstar. Bam is an all-star. Tyler Hero looks like he could be an all-star one day. I would say yes and no. Like, I, I still think there's a way to thread the needle where you can bring a lot of these guys back, bring, out, bring in a player or two to improve the roster from last season while still keeping the flexibility for 2021 open. Like, how much are you really going to improve this team in free agency if you use space instead of bringing guys back? There's not a lot of great free agents out there this year. So I would say you could still find a way to find a happy medium where you're still bringing back a really good team, but you're not sacrificing 2021. Right. Yeah, a trade is probably the best way to add, like a a couple guys you mentioned, Oladipo, Beal, even Giannis, I guess, theoretically. Not that Giannis is going to get traded, but, like, yeah, those the guys that have kind of been linked as heat targets for the last couple of years, um, you'd have to trade for, for one of those guys for an impact I, guy like that. I guess the, and the question is, and I'll ask this to you, David, is it's not, it's not an easy answer, but if Goran and Jay say, look, I'm not coming back unless you give me that second year guaranteed, right. like, what do you do if you're the heat? Do you let them walk and, and break up this team, or do you – say we're gonna you know this team is really good we feel like we can compete and we'll figure it out down the road we can trade them later in 2021 and open up space we could make a trade for bradley b or another disgruntled star down the road like what would you do in that scenario i think for goran you would do it i don't know about for jay although maybe once you do it for one it's worth it to do it for both because you're kind of screwed out of that max space anyway yeah. um but i mean that's the if the this team was a title contender because of um, Jimmy Bam Goron. Like, Jay was a great piece, great role player, really hot in the first <laughs> couple rounds of the playoffs, and uh, his his shooting falling off is a big reason that they had some ugly games in the finals. Um, but Goron, I think, like you're saying, you just went to the, cha- the finals. You were two wins away from a championship, um, and if you don't get hurt, maybe you're going to win it. You got you to gotta see what they can do uh, at full strength. Um, and Pat, I mean, Pat and Andy Ellsberg, they're like the masters of making space out of thin air. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, not as I mean, they've done it before. It's they've not as much of a risk if you're uh, then compared to some other franchises that really just go all in on like make really make it really obvious they're creating a lot of space to do this one move. And if it doesn't pan out, uh, you're kind of screwed. Um, not to not yeah. to name any specific teams, but. Uh, I think probably. Uh, I think you're thinking. Probably, of, I think you're the, yeah, I know where I know which team you're thinking of. Okay, um, let's before we we talk about some of the free agent and trade targets more in depth. Let's let's talk about the BAM, the possibility of the BAM extension, because that is kind of like the pivot point, I would say. Right, that is, um, that's what determines like your what what this not just this offseason, but next offseason potentially looks like. Also, so just. You want to just run through the the importance of this decision for both parties? Yeah, I mean, again, it's going to be similar to, I mean, obviously a different situation, but similar to um, the sacrifice Goron and Jay are going to have to make, would have to make to, to bring this team back uh, intact. It, it, you know, Bam can, Bam can sign an extension this offseason. Um, the Heat obviously wanted to sign him and keep him forever for the rest of his career probably uh i'm guessing he wants to stay in miami he's worth he's gonna get a max deal probably either way mm-hmm. he, he serves a max deal uh the, the question here is this timing um right so 
if Bam signs his extension this offseason, uh, it won't go into effect until 21, 22, or whenever that next season, the, right. you know, that season starts. Um, his salary this year is going to be $5.1 million either way, whether he signs the extension now or becomes a restricted free agent next offseason and decides and, and signs it next offseason instead. It's going to be $5.1 million. So the, the difference of signing now and waiting until next year is a matter of just having that security. You have that money. Right, you have if you get hurt, money whatever. Yeah. In. yeah, so um, for the Heat, uh, they will want them to wait one year just because it's like a $13 million, without going into all the mechanics of it, it's a $13 million difference on the books. So if Bam Adebayo signs the extension now, he's, his cap hit will be around $29 million based on pro- salary cap projections. Uh, in 21, and that will basically take away the Heat's max level money. They will not have max money. They will have Bam under contract, which is a good thing, but they will not have uh, money to sign a Giannis or any other max level free agent that summer. If Bam waits, uh, his cap hit next year will be around $15 million, which again is a four, basically a $13, $14 million difference. Um, and they will be able to sign Bam to the contract he wants at that point in you know next offseason. And also still have the space to add a max level free agent. Um, so that's the difference. You know, Bam, they're going to have to try to pitch Bam on this and kind of show him, look, we're going to, you know, you, you can't guarantee a guy of a contract that's illegal in the NBA. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it's against the rules. But you could have a wink-wink deal with, you know, a guy and his free and his agent uh, and say, look, this contract is going to come. Um, it's going to come. And I, I, for me, I find it hard to believe that, yes, you risk injury. Um, but it's going to take a major, major injury for Bam not to get the money yeah. he deserves. Like, you just saw, I mean, he's not Kevin Durant, but you just saw what happened to Kevin Durant. Torres Achilles, one of the worst injuries in basketball. Still had a bunch of teams <laughs> running. Yeah, he's young enough where even if the Heat, for some reason, decided yeah. not to give him that contract, someone is going to give him that contract and restrict yeah. free agency. Even if it's just to make he's, the Heat try to match it. The whole offer right. sheet kind of deal. He's 23 years old. He's an ascending player. He's the modern, perfect modern day big. Like, if he, you know, worst, one of the worst case scenarios, you know, knock on wood, if he tears his ACL, for, for instance, like, mm-hmm. guys come back from that injury, he will get, he will get the money, you know, he deserves and he would get either way. So, I, I really, you know, I think they'll find a way to kind of show him that. But in the end, that's Bam's decision. But in the end, at the, at the same time, the Heat don't have to be pressured to do it, if he really, even if he pushes for it, because right. he's going to be a restricted free agent. Uh, in 2021, so they will have yep. the right to match any outside offer. Yeah. The only thing Bam could do is just basically Help. be upset yeah. and be disgruntled and try to demand a trade. But the Heat, you know, he can't basically he'd have control over him for the next two years. Like even if a team wants him, the Heat will match pretty much any offer in 21. So um, I think they find a way to to make it work, but that will be a, obviously a big thing to monitor this offseason. Well, they I mean, they're also going to be able to pitch. Bam on there is a potential benefit of not signing the deal where if he makes an all NBA team next season, which I would think he's the favorite to be one of the three centers on an all NBA team next year. Um, he can, that con that extension gets a little bit bigger. So I talked to somebody who knows more about this than I do. And they said that wouldn't be as big because I thought that I agreed with you. Like that was one of my, that's something I wrote last week, actually that that was way to pitch Bam on Bam on waiting. He said that would be part of probably the extension either way, even if they signed it this year. Like, that would be 
Bam's age, you would basically get the heat to write that into the language where oh, okay. the value would go up if, go he, made up if he made an All NBA team. Gotcha. Exactly. Since it doesn't go into effect for another year anyway, right? Probably written into it, so it's not. And it doesn't affect the heat in terms. I mean, they're obviously paying him more money, but it doesn't affect its heat in terms of like salary cap restrictions. Well, it actually does. It, it would. It would cost. It would. Uh, Basically, eat into more cap space. It would be they'd have to account for the full amount just in oh, case okay. he doesn't make All NBA, and it wouldn't go down to the lesser amount um, af- until after he after he didn't make didn't the make All-NBA. the All NBA team. Gotcha. You always you know when projecting cap space, you always uh, project basically the the most expensive the bonuses uh, and all that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, what's your hunch on that? You you said you think he uh, waits. I think I think they find a way to make it work. I, again, just for the reasons we just discussed, I, I think um, you know I'm sure Bam in a perfect world would want the contract now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it makes the most sense. Uh, why wouldn't he want it now? But there is a real tangible benefit to waiting um, for the Heat, and I, I think you know there is a risk there for him. And I'm not telling him obviously what you know what the risk is. Like, that's that's his. You know, he has to kind of evaluate that himself. But I, I, like we said, I think it would take a really, really, really serious injury for him not to get the money he's going to get. Yeah. Like, I, I think, you know, even a torn ACL, something like that, like, he will still get um, near max money uh, when he becomes a free agent because he is young and he is so good. So uh, I, I think for those reasons, I think they find a way to make it work. Yeah, and like you said, it obviously benefits the Heat, which, I mean, I think Bam thinks of himself as, like, symbiotic with the Heat right now. You know, what benefits the Heat is going to ultimately benefit him. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I think they have a good relationship, and, you know, he's, you know, the Heat has has done well by him, too. Like, look at, in his third year, he's an all-star. He was playing in the NBA Finals, and he was a big reason for that, but they've yeah. also put him in a good position to, to kind of showcase his talent where, who knows if he would be the type of player he is right now where he's passing and, you know, doing all these, you know, running, getting the offense run through him. Like if he was on Cleveland or if he was right. on another team, yeah. I don't know if he'd have that role. So um, it's been a good fit for both sides. All right. Um, let's look ahead now to some of the guys they can go out and get um, either through trade, through free agency. Um, that's, I guess the trade has been kind of like the, you know, from the, the Heat fans, the the couch general managers, armchair general managers, like trade machine wizards, uh, thinking about the possibility of Beal or Depot. Um, first of all, if you're, does that? Do you think the Heat should do look be looking into stuff like that? And do you think there is a chance something like that could happen? I think there is a chance, and I think they should be looking into stuff like that. I, I think it, it obviously depends on who. Right. So that's the obvious question. Yeah. yeah. Like I think for me, in my opinion, I think Bradley Beal. Um, would be ideal. Like I think he fits really well for what this team needs. He has another offensive weapon. Um, he could have the ball in his hands. He could play off the ball. Um, he's very versatile. He's young. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that I would, you know, I would give up twenty 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 one to get a superstar. So if you're going to trade for a superstar, right? If you're going to superstar now, this is your twenty twenty one superstar. Like that was the plan. Exactly right. The the the, the harder the harder question was do you. Do you bring back this team and risk 20, and, and sacrifice twenty twenty one? But if you're adding an outside superstar through a trade, I would I would do it. I would give up twenty twenty one to do it. So um, the only the only do- downside with that is obviously in free agency you don't have to give up anybody. Right. You, you in, a, in a trade for Bradley Beal, you're 
I mean, Washington's going to demand Tyler Hero. I think that's obvious. <laughs> and they will, and it will take a few more players to make the salaries work as well. So, you know, to get a Bradley Beal, you're, you're giving up probably Tyler Hero. And you're, bringing up a, you're giving up also a couple other key pieces. So um, there is a cost to it. But I, if I'm the Heat, I definitely explore the trade market. And actually, I think a trade is a more likely way for Miami to probably add that that next superstar uh, rather than free agency just because free agency is not what it used to be where guys left all the time. Like, even though guys are still leaving, there's a lot of incentive for guys to stay where they are. Uh, the NBA has put in, um, you know, a system where... Well, it's always sign and trade, right? Like, ultimately, these big free agents that move spots, like, even if it is... Uh... Even if you get someone in free agency, a lot of time it's like signing trade. Like the way I mean, the way that he got Jimmy, basically. Yeah, I mean, the the Heat had to do that obviously because they didn't have the space. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, could be, it could be a sign and trade, um, but I, I have to look at the. I, I think the sign and trade it used like you know when the Heat put together the big three, that was through a sign yes, and trade. Yeah, that was sign and trade. At least because with, those with guys on. wanted that extra year. Yep. Um, on their contract, I don't know. I think the NBA changed that rule where now if you're even if it's a sign and trade. I don't think you're eligible for that. I, I, I don't know it's 100% sure, but I think after the it happened with the big three, they changed it where you can't get that extra, even if it's sign and trade, um, gotcha. to, kind of, to kind of take away that loophole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, sign and trade could still happen. Um, it, it could, you know, it, it could be a matter of cap space, and that's the way to make it work. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think a trade is definitely something that he should should uh, should look at just because it is probably one of the easiest ways to add a star whenever that next disgruntled superstar you know comes comes available. Would you part with Hero for Beal? I go back and forth I on know. this all the time. Same. Like it's so funny. Like you were told me Beal is incredible right now. Like that, it's worth noting that Beal is freaking awesome right now. Yeah, uh, to me, the reason I say yes. Uh, is not because I don't think Tyler Hero is very, very good. I just think, I think Beal is somebody Tyler Hero could one day maybe become. But Beal is already that. Yeah. You know, he is that. So, you know, I would take the guy you know is that level of talent over the guy that you project to be that level of talent. And also, again, Jimmy Butler's 31. Yeah, that's why I say yes, is because all of yeah. a sudden we know the window is now. Right. I mean... You have he he aligns with the timeline a little more. Um, you know, obviously, Hero's younger. You have him under a team friendly deal for what the next four seasons, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all very good. Um, but I think if Bill becomes available, you do it. Obviously, you don't trade Bam or Jimmy for him, but I think everything else um, should probably be on the table. Would you um, trade Hero for Oladipo? No, I agree. Okay, we're on the same page then. I would uh, not. I, I Oladipo. You know, he was very good a few years ago, but after the injury, you just don't know what he's going to be for the rest of his career. So, um, Also, I think you make – I agree with you, like, you got to be exploring these trades. But if you if you have a good feeling that you're going to get Giannis, I, I say you, you will wait it out and try to get Giannis. Yes, I agree. That's the wild card, right? Like, you have – I don't – we don't We don't know, know how, how much Pat knows. Yeah. And, and it obviously was pointed out that, you know, Bam and – Giannis have the same agent, so there, there's connections that you you teams always have a better idea of who's landing where than we do. I think we'll have a good idea what the Heat knows just by their moves over the next year. Yeah, I think we're gonna have. Well, a it's good the same team. way in 2010, basically, right? Like you saw the teams that I guess everyone was kind of creating space 
for LeBron, but like, yeah. um, or I guess the Lakers are probably the better comparison when they got LeBron. Like it was, it was obvious a year ahead of time, just based on the way they were structuring their roster. And they did it, I, I'd say a little bit more blatantly than I'm sure the Heat will do it. Um, and it was leaked to every NBA reporter who, <laughs> in, in the Western hemisphere, uh, who like somehow wasn't allowed to report it, even though everyone knew. Um, but yeah, you can usually, you can read the tea leaves pretty well. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get a good, uh, I think we'll have a good idea entering that offseason, what are the possibilities. But, I mean, for all we know, Giannis could, could sign a Supermax deal. Right, so that's the other thing, it could just end it there, basically. Right, and then from there, how does that change, you know, there's other really good players in that free agent, in that free agent class, but um, how does that change these plans? So, it's all fluid, we don't even know the salary cap numbers, like, we just, yeah. we stayed at the start of this episode, like, we, there's a lot still to be determined, but... The point is the Heat are in a good position, I think, if, you know, these players, again, keyword is sacrifice, but if they're willing to take a short-term deal, um, they're, they're in a good spot to, they have the money and, and the room um, to, to, to bring most of these guys back and be really competitive next year. They're a really good team and still have the space to add a, some type of star in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, that free agent class is going to be uh, crazy. The, yeah, the honest one. Yeah, there's a, there's a. I mean, that's gonna be, that's gonna be one of those years. Like, I don't what was last. I think last year was another really good free agent class. It seems to come like once every other year, once every. Well, yeah, three a lot because a lot of these guys are now doing like the two plus one. Like a lot of the guys have player options that summer, right? Yeah, like LeBron has a player option. Kawhi has a player right. option. Um, Paul George has a player okay. option. Um, Drew Holiday has a player option. Chris Paul has a player option. Like so. Some of those guys are obviously going to opt in, but um, it's going to cause pandemonium. Yeah, it'll be. It's a it's a good free agent class to save money to save space for. I would say. So I, I get why they're here doing yeah. it, and they're able to do it. But I again, the fact I almost feel like the fact that there are that going to be that many guys available um, means if you go in without the cap space available and you're a creative uh, cap maestro esque team like the Heat are. Um, there's going to be so many moving pieces. It's going to be really easy to like st- to, make it work. to stick your hand into a couple of trades, and all of a sudden you have you wind up with Kawhi Leonard on Just, your team. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Like, who's to say? I mean, what's going to happen with Kawhi? Who knows? Right, like we all talk about Giannis, but there's like yeah. three three other guys who are just as big free agents, really, in that class. Yeah, I mean, if the Clippers, you know, have another disappointing season. He could leave. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not out of the question. And all of a sudden, Kawhi, one, you know, you could argue he's the top, top, I would say for sure, the top five player in the NBA. He's available. Yeah. I mean, that would be huge. And Paul so, George is top 12, 13, 14 guy. Like, there's yeah. guys all over there. I mean, even, like, LeBron is probably going to opt out. Like, he will be a free agent for a minute. I'm right. sure he plans to stay in L.A., but, like, he's going to be out there and, you know, who knows? Like, something terrible could happen out there. Exactly. Like. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's the point. Like, you want to yeah. at least have the flexibility and be in the game. That's always been the heat thing. Like, it's kind of yeah. like a like like a game of poker. Like, you want enough chips to buy in, and that's what the Heat have been planning for for the past few years. And I would be really surprised if all of a sudden they said, "Ah, whatever. Let's just let's give up on that and let's move forward with this roster." Like, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna find a way to stay in that you know cap space race. If you want to call it mm-hmm. that for 2021, where they'll they'll be one of the major players 
uh, that offseason. Yeah, but they're at least a move away from being a major player, right? Yeah, I, I think I really think that they'll find a way to keep like they won't even need a move. Like they'll have yeah. the space. I, I I mean, it could end up that way if Bam says I want the extension, or if yeah, Goran says I want the extra year, or Jay says I want the extra year. But I, I think they're gonna find a way where they don't even need to depend on a move to make it work. All right, let's talk about this offseason, though, the guys who are out there. Um, so I think we both agree Goran's going to be back, right? Like, we feel pretty confident about yeah. that. He's probably, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably most confident about that one. Yeah. Um, Jay, where, where are you feeling, Jay? I think they find a way to make it work with him. Okay. Uh, even if it's like, even if they have to um, give him a few more million than maybe people expect, maybe if it comes out to like 11 or 12 million, uh, I think they just have enough room where they can give him that one year kind of lump payment and say, just come back for one more year and just, you know, we can talk again in 2021 and maybe we can bring you back then too. But I think they'll find a way to bring him back. Yeah, and as we saw, once you get to that group, like I know you want depth, but that was the group ultimately that played in the playoffs. Yeah. Like you're, you you can basically give both of those guys raises and you draft someone and maybe KZ becomes a contributor. Um and all of a sudden, like you've got depth, and everyone's a little bit more happy, a little happier. Um, Myers and DJ, those are the other two. I, I think we both agreed. Probably Derek Jones is not going to be here next year. Yeah, I, I kind of get the sense that Derek Jones, again, for all the reasons we discussed, not because he doesn't want to be here, not because the Heat right. doesn't want him here. Just sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, the timeline just doesn't work. Like the Heat don't want to give up multi-year deals, and Derek Jones, this is the time of his career to get that. You know, this is it. So. Uh, I, I don't – yeah, I, if I had to pick one guy that I feel least likely that he'll return is probably Derek Jones for that reason. Mm-hmm. And Myers? Myers, I don't know. I could see it both, both ways. Um, I'll say I'll say he gets a, a better offer elsewhere. Yeah, I think I agree. The multi-year. Like, again, the Heat not going to be giving out that multi-year. So that basically puts the Heat in the market. They definitely would need another big man. Um. And then they're pretty. I'd say replacing Derek. That's you know you're you're missing a forward, but they they play so positionless that like I feel like yeah. And, and with Andre and Jay, basically with Andre and Jay, it doesn't feel like yeah. Like they could easily go get another shooter or something like another two guard. Um, who, who you mentioned Millsap, obviously thirty five. Um, coming off, I think he that was a big contract he had in Denver. So yeah. he's a guy you can maybe get pretty cheap. I would think I don't know if Denver will want to bring him back, um, considering they went to the Western Conference Finals. Um, any other names that like you, you think we should be keeping an eye on? Um, Marcus Morris, to me, I think he'd be mm-hmm. again. I know he's a wing and he's kind of in the Jay Crowder mold, um, but I think better shooter than Jay Crowder. Guys, better shooter, good defender. Um, uh, you know, uh, if if I don't know, it might be might not be enough to get him. But if that nine point three million dollar exception is enough, mm-hmm. I would definitely explore explore that that option. But again, it's not it's just not a deep free agent class. No. Like, I'm reading like, the names right now. Yeah. I mean, Serge Ibaka would be a great fit. I think. Yeah, he'd um, be a good because I think the that big man, like I said, they they you don't need another just straight up stretch big, which is ultimately what Myers. You know, Myers is a little bit more physical, but that's ultimately, like, what he brings to the table. Um, you, you need kind of that – I think you need a little bit more of, like, a a traditional bruising type of big man. And obviously, Ibaka is, like, the ideal of that because he is a yeah. good shooter also. Exactly. He can protect the rim. He's a good shooter. But, I mean, I, I just think he'll be out of the Heat's price range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be a little too too pricey for the Heat. So, I mean, 
you look down the list of guys who could be in the Heat's range. I mean, Tristan Thompson, I guess. Um, yeah. He, he shot a few more threes this year um, than he had in previous years in his career. So maybe he can add that to his game while also being a you know, really good rebounder and a better defender. Derek um, Favors. Off the bench. Derek Favors is a name as well. So, I mean, there are guys, and they'll they'll find a way to improve this roster. Like that, I think you have the fact that it's Miami. You know, Mason Plumley, just so Bam can destroy him in practice every day. God, that would, that would be fun to watch. <laughs> Hassan White says me a free agent. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple. I mean, there's some interesting guys, but like you said, they're gonna be like like Otto Porter is could help some contending team, um, but he's gonna want a multi-year deal and a bigger contract. Yeah, the two the names I would say are the most, and we've we've already talked about them. Are Millsap? What about uh, Gallinari? He was remember there was, that was almost yeah. the trade the trade that almost happened at the deadline if, is getting Gallinari. If Gallinari want, wants to come here, then he will he will be the guy. Like I know that obviously the Heat like him. They wanted to get him this year. It just yeah. didn't work out. I just think again he'll be like, he's like a guy like Ibaka where he, he's going to get more money. Um, Probably than what the Heat have. Well, a multi-year and, deal, probably. Like, if you're the Heat, you gotta overpay. Like, if you're the Heat, maybe you would sacrifice. Maybe you lose out on Jay because you gotta just give Gallo a huge one-year deal. The, yeah, but the problem is with that is that they can't go over the cap to sign. Right. So that's the issue. Right. So, yeah. So like, it, it's not as with Jay, you could you basically right. You can go cap. over the cap. You can go over the cap. And you can offer him a lot more money. They don't have that that luxury with Gallinari. So, um. I know I said no stretch bigs, but Davis Bertans. He's going. He, you know he's going to end up with the Wizards. There's I need no my way. socks. I do. I have them here, but I always <laughs> see them. I always think of you. I have to bring them to you one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm running through this list, and it gets dark. Yeah, quickly. I mean, Joe Harris. He's yeah, I mean, Joe Harris, that's the other name, I guess, that keeps coming up. And he'd be a great fit, I think. He's like a famous like fitness oh. guy, I think. Um, and... Um, a, like a legit sharpshooter. Could you imagine the space on the court? Oh you have Joe Harris and Duncan Robinson out there. And Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah, that would be insane. With Jimmy and Bam. But, Jimmy, Bam, pick and roll with those three spreading the floor. Yeah, that would be, that would just be insane. It would kind of, I mean, it, lesser names, obviously, but it's almost like the space with Clay, Steph, yeah, and yeah. Kevin, and like where you just have the whole middle of the floor wide open. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I think he'll probably be out of the Heat's price range. Um, Dwight so, Howard. Mean, which one? Dwight Howard. Nah. Carmelo Anthony. Not a fit. He'll end up in Portland probably. Yeah, yeah I think he was happy there and they liked yeah. him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's uh, there's not, you know, Markeith Morris is also a free agent. So, there's the Morris twins both are, are going to be out there. I, and I, they I, could, I, they, uh, they could try to team. Like, they remember, there was a whole thing for them for a while. They wanted to play together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could end up, like, playing for one of the – just teaming up on one of the NBA teams, I guess. But um, you know, I, 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 those are names that I think are more realistic for the Heat. The Morris twins, um, Paul Millsap, Tristan Thompson. Um, those are the guys that I would say are realistic targets for the Heat. Serge Ibaka obviously would be great. Gallinari, um, but I think they'll be. It's just not realistic, just because the Heat don't have multi years to offer, and they'll. And anyway, those guys would probably want more money than what the Heat yeah. has to offer. All right, I think we can wrap up there. We're going to maybe talk a little bit of draft, but we've got plenty of time to do that, and um, I'm not super up on my guys yet. I've got my, my couple targets, but... You should just do the draft episode while I'm on vacation. I could do that. I could do, like, uh, maybe maybe I'll uh, 
Maybe I'll, I'll uh, do a solo show. I'll just rant into the microphone for yeah, just, 40 minutes. Just do that. You can even say that I'm here. I just won't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let's wrap things up there. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Lots of season recap, season and review, season wrap-up type stuff uh, going up basically for the rest of this week, right? Yeah, pretty much throughout the whole week and even extending into early next week, we're going to have uh, Barry Jackson and I will have a bunch of uh, season wrap-up content to kind of tie, tie a bow on last season and also preview. Yeah, the good stuff to complement the stuff we talked about today. Exactly, definitely. Yeah, so go to MiamiHerald.com to check all of that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Basketball season over is over. Football season is here. Um so I'm doing a lot of football these days. Um, but fun? Is it fun? Yeah, pretty exciting, right? I was just out at like a high school football practice for the first time, really, in in a while. I like forgot how much it sucks to stand outside at a high school football practice, or like in late September, early October in Miami. I do, I don't miss tracking and keeping my own stats covering yeah. high school. That was always very very hard. Yeah, to do, doing video so. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually covered many high school games yet this year, but it's full bore starting now, which is pretty, yeah, you know, it's fun. Like I said, was, we went 0 to 60, and we went 60, just a little downshift to like 40, because football is usually like the busiest time of year down here, so. Yeah, but once the NBA offseason gets going here, and there's a yeah. draft in November, and free agency, It'll and late November. pick early, right back up again. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a busy winter for sure. Yeah. All right, thanks as always for listening, guys, and uh, we will talk to you. Uh, I think we're going to probably actually take next week off. Um, Anthony's on vacation. So um, we will be back uh, either the last week of October or start of November to, to really look ahead to the draft and, and dive a little bit more into the upcoming offseason. season.